0: Hey, do you ever need an extra dose of realness in your life? Is our social media world hard on your mental health? Yeah, me too. That's why I created that Real Girl podcast and platform. Our constant state of connection is not always easy on our self-love and journeys. We hear that and we fear that. We are here to be real and in our feels together. If you need a little boost of empowerment, maybe someone to get you thinking a little deeper some wholesome support, and quite possibly a little bit of comedic moments, welcome to your safe space. Tune in every Wednesday with me, host Taylor, to recharge, reset, and reflect as a team. We will always be unraveling daily motivation, success, failures, self-love, and everything in between. Most importantly, your place for everything real talk. Catch us on Apple and Spotify Podcasts or anywhere where you listen. You're listening to That Real Girl Podcast. Hi, welcome back to That Real Girl Podcast, your place for everything Real Talk. Me, Taylor, your host, your Real Girl best friend, here to spread gentle reminders, Real Girl exposés, and possibly swaying you away from needing to be anything but yourself. It is another week, and that means another episode, and today has the possibility to be short and sweet but sometimes I say that and we're still sitting here together for 45 minutes. We and myself included are back today for a solo episode. Tomorrow I have the opportunity to have season two continued with our first fall guest which I announced on our stories this morning if you're curious as to who so you'll be hearing a lot more from her. But today... With it being a solo episode, there's a couple kind of relevant and interesting topics that I wanted to bring up to you. So, my first thought was last week I had chatted about basically a continuation on from some fall rules that I'm very lenient about whether they suited you or not. I wanted to chat about prevention the tier one before things occurring. And in this case, is going to be specifically about the seasonal depresses and the blues, seasonal depression, okay? Although maybe this, you know, topic doesn't resonate with everyone, there are many people who quite enjoy and feel their exact same selves during winter. I don't know how, and I find it Quite the phenomenon, but I do like to think that everyone has a little bit of the seasonal blues here in Canada, whether it's a little bit more severe for others. But I want to talk about the prevention factors. So, what we can do now while it's beautiful and fall, and to try and get into the zone of hibernation, which, if you aren't familiar with this term, as you know suited with winter season actually a really old episode of myself and uh, owner of 12 Toast Studios Hannah Weck we did an episode probably about episode four or five way back the beginning of things the other year maybe go and check that out because she is a big fan of hibernation season and kind of is the one who got me on to actually trying to embrace the winter for what it is and not feeling bad that we spend so much time inside and so much time, you know, sleeping more or feeling more tired and whatnot. So get on that episode. But we will talk about some other unique little factors about preventing the seasonal depression for this new year coming up. And I am not a Well, I am a healthcare professional of the sorts, but I'm not here to tell you that these things will solve the seasonal blues. You likely will still have some days that don't feel as wonderful as the summer and amazing fall. However, I am here to give some merely some suggestions to how we could all try and embrace winter together a little bit more easier. So what we're going to be doing now in the fall, and the first thing I want to bring up, This is, like, the number one underestimated aspect for any area of your life, not just seasonal depression. And there are times, myself included, where this topic, I'm like, oh, what a waste of time, though. Like, I'm not even going to keep this and whatever it is. But it's arts and crafts, okay? So, this could look different for everybody. The first thing I'd like to bring up is... If you do not think that art is therapeutic, you are severely wrong because although if you don't think you know, you're know you good at art or you don't think you really like painting, I mean it could be drawing as well. I had hosted a recent, um, it was like a fundraiser based in collaboration with a, of a local business in Saskatoon, which is a... Um, like a health wellness center based around mostly like reformer and Matt Pilates. And in conjunction with my business, Cloud9, like the rental studio. And we did a fundraiser for um, a paint and Pilates night. And a lot of the people that came truly, I mean, they knew they were going to be painting, don't enjoy doing painting. They don't do it. They're not, you know, artsy. And everyone left feeling like, really awesome like everyone came together they painted you know I gave them kind of like an idea of the route they could take some people just did their own thing and that's kind of what it was about and they just kind of got creative some looked for some ideas on Pinterest some just kind of wung it and went for it and it was awesome and everyone had a really good time so I think it should be seen and reminded how important it is to kind of have that one arts and crafts hobby in your life That being said, it doesn't have to be painting. I think things like, you know, knitting and crocheting, drawing are very, very therapeutic to many different people. For me personally, I have no interest in exploring what crocheting could look like for me. However, I have people and I know that people do enjoy it. So, I want you to help prevent your seasonal depression by finding that one... It's almost like an indoor hobby, okay? that is like an arts and craft situation it could be something like as extreme as trying out some pottery that's not necessarily something you could go do at home right away so maybe it wouldn't be the best option but I mean if you have a regular studio in the city you live in that you could go to it wouldn't be a terrible idea to consider something like that but that's number one for the prevention list of seasonal depression um before I move on to the next one I think what I want to try and implement is a coloring book which I have done before years and years ago when they kind of first became big and I don't mind it that's probably the only reason I ever liked babysitting when I was a preteen was because I like to be able to cover color with the kids and then sometimes they would get older and they're like we don't want to color And I'd be like, well, that's just too bad because I liked coloring so much. But sometimes those adult coloring books, I actually feel like they're way too detailed. Like, not because I can't figure out to color them. I obviously can. But I find them a little bit, like, overwhelming. It's not very relaxing. However, there is these new coloring books that uh, came out and I'm just blanking on who like it's a it's actually one young girl who started it but she has this business and they're like selling it everywhere and oh I'm just I should have written it down but I'm gonna try and find it later once I'm done recording and I will share it on my story but they're just like these really wholesome cute characters that she draws like I'm I'm pretty sure the business is situated around her as an artist and she digital creates the coloring books and then they're all printed out like you know to sell and everything and i i think they might be restocked finally but they're the ones that i want they're all themed differently and they're really cool i'm going to share it I promise cuz it's definitely worth buying this coloring book okay moving on to the next thing I think you could do this a few times, you know, through the fall once maybe and then again once winter starts, but I think it'd be really fun like in terms of preventing seasonal depression to do like a thrifting day, you know, by herself or with a friend or something to... You know, get a couple of new things for yourself for fall or winter that makes you excited, like, to wear an outfit during those seasons. I know personally, I truly do love fall attire, so I know that gets me really excited. Summer's okay. I mean, there's definitely wonderful things about summer wardrobes that I don't mind here and there, but fall is definitely my jam. And I think it could be really helpful and preventative for yourself to take yourself to like your local vintage shops or like your Valley Villages or wherever you do prefer to do thrifting here and there. And maybe you don't find anything because that definitely happens. But make a whole day out of it with yourself or your friend and kind of prepare for some super comfy sweaters and stuff that you're looking forward to wearing through the winter season. Next, this is obviously none of these are musts. I mean, they're just merely suggestions. So, you know, come along for the ride. But is taking a road trip to a nearby town. Basically, you know, if you listen to anything I said in the launch back episode from a couple of weeks ago, it was the importance of basically getting Gilmore Girls in your life to really say hello to fall. And if you haven't done it yet, it's okay, but you will learn about what Stars Hollow is in Gilmore Girl. And no, Stars Hollow is not a real place, but that's what I need you to do. I need you to go on a road trip to a nearby town, wherever you live, whether you live in Saskatoon, Calgary, Toronto, Chicago, Boston, New York, I don't care. You need to find your Stars Hollow. And why do I think that's important? Well, it doesn't mean it necessarily is. However, in my thought process, I think going to a new place, even just for like a little day trip, can be really exciting. It's a good way to switch up your routine, try something new. For me, like where I live, if I wanted to go on a little road trip, it's not necessarily like the best place. But the Little Stars Hollow of Saskatchewan could be place like Moose Jaw there's definitely a couple other towns that have some little shops and you could even do more than one little town if they're nearby I know that like the one place in my mind that is like the living and breathing Stars Hollow is a place called Lake Forest which is about 30 minutes outside of downtown Chicago and it is almost like if you are from Saskatoon or Saskatchewan you might be familiar with Saskatoon has this area called Broadway um and kind of Riversdale, Riversdale as well and basically it's like this this area where you i don't know all it's like all these like really like old buildings but there's so many like local businesses and cafes and shops and restaurants and it's just like very like cozy and homey and it's like situated in a neighborhood with like really old trees um it's nowhere near suburbia and my point is Lake Forest in um and out near Chicago in the States is real life Stars Hollow. And it's like Saskatoon Broadway's on steroids. So I think no matter where you're listening from, it's worth your time doing a little trip before the roads get too snowy in the winter and a little bit unsafe to do something like this. So if I were you, I'd consider it and let me know where you go. I have the suggestion in my head, but I don't even know if I want to do it. But I'm going to tell you it anyways. I think, like, the suggestion is apple picking, okay? I think when I wrote it, I was like, yeah! And now I'm like, oh, that's so stupid. But you could definitely do it. I'm just saying it's stupid because I don't think I'd want to do it. However, I do want to make the pie. So if someone wants to pick me the apples, I'll make you the pie. But maybe you can make a whole day out of it. If there is somewhere where you live that you can go apple picking, go Pick the apples. I mean, maybe if you, it's just the grocery store, I and mean, that's okay. And then you could make some kind of pie dessert, whether it's an apple crisp or a pie. And I think I brought this up already in my fall activity list from the previous episode. So get on it. <laughs> um, uh, two, no, three more thoughts left. I think so. I have never, no, I don't think so. I have yet to do this, but I'm going to do it and I will social media stamp it when it happens. However, I think a fall picnic is actually a really great idea in terms of preventing and finding things to do to get away from feeling sad about the winter coming and preventing our seasonal depression. But I don't think picnics are just for summer. I mean, honestly, half the time when I've been on a picnic in the summer, I've had some really wonderful ones. But I've had some where the goddamn bugs don't leave me alone. And it really ruins the picnic, okay? But in the fall, you don't really have that going on. But obviously, you have to make sure it's going to be a nicer fall day and you're not freezing your butts off. However, I think if you get all cozy with, like, really warm clothes, you have an extra blanket... And maybe you bring that apple pie you made from apple picking the other day. And I think that is a great route to follow. Okay. And two more. Next, to prevent your seasonal depression, we are doing very hibernated chill nights, comfort movies, cards. Maybe you have a sweet treat going on. Maybe, it's again, it's your apple pie. I don't know. But I think we have to stop feeling bad for ourselves about spending those really relaxed inside nights, hibernating, relaxing with ourselves or our loved ones. Because that's what winter is about and it's our time to try and maybe, you know, regroup Find yourself again. It's time to sleep and relax. And that's just what the winter's about. And we got to stop feeling bad. Obviously, we can still go to the gym. We can go for dressed up walks. We can do those things. But it is winter and we're going to have some really like cozy inside nights. And you're going to enjoy it to the best of your abilities. And if that's not your thing, that's pretty tough. And I feel bad. I'm sorry. I definitely don't want every night to be a chill, cozy night, but it is so special when we get to do it. And I think that's kind of where I'm going to cap it off. There's obviously a lot of other suggestions that could be much more helpful. You know, you go online and you could Google like preventing seasonal depression. And it's going to talk about the more like medical health side to things, which would be, you know, You can even actually buy, like, lights that you sit under that, I guess, helps your body because we're, like, lacking the sun so much. There's vitamins that you can take, you know, vitamin D, vitamin C, all your multivitamins, lots of those things, and those are absolutely wonderful suggestions and, like, naturopathic ways to help your seasonal depression, but I'm giving you the fun side of how to alleviate some of those issues, and you should put it together with the naturopathic perspective as well. So think about that for a little bit. That was kind of our fun intro together into the episode. I mean, although seasonal depression is not fun, we're trying to find a way to help ourselves for the best winter possible. What I wanted to briefly get into today before I leave you, basically... I wouldn't say it's something relevant to me right now. I don't feel as um, affected by this. However, it's something that I like to recheck in with myself for and to make sure this is not happening. And maybe at a younger age, it was something that was occurring with me, which it honestly does for most young women. And I think it's a really important topic to bring up that could be helpful to someone listening who might be much younger than me. Or maybe someone who's the same age who's kind of struggling with this and doesn't realize it's going on. And I think what we're going to talk about is how to not lose yourself in a relationship. Specifically, this would be tailored to romantic relationships. Although this might help someone in a different kind of relationship that's unique to you. And for some context, my partner and I have actually, we met when we were about 16 years old um, at a job. And I, I don't think we were together quite right away, but we that's kind of when we came into each other's lives. And we spent the later part of high school together and afterwards. And we did unfortunately have to deal with um some time apart In conjunction as well with my partner living in the States for school, I lived in Alberta for nursing school, but we really weren't not together for that long and end up being able to make the later part of our long distance relationship work quite well. And because of COVID, it kind of forced us to sooner than it was expected to be in the same place again and basically have been in the same place finally since COVID would have started, truly. So we are in a very long-term relationship, although there's maybe been a year of not being together as a real couple, but it's been a person that's been in my life for a really long time. Um, so what has been really helpful to me is to have a little, basically like journaling circumstances that have happened to make sure I don't lose myself in a relationship. I think that it's important to remember that there are some parts of you, no matter what, when you are combining your life with someone else, that your worlds really are Collided. And I don't think that's a bad thing. That's just the reality of, you know, two people deciding to be together or to build a life together. And that shouldn't be seen as some kind of terrible thing. However, it's really important to maintain a sense of self and individuality as much as possible. Because long term, if you do not, you really are going to miss yourself and you're going to feel lost. And that's just not going to be healthy for your relationship as a whole in the long term as well. So I'm not any kind of relationship expert. It definitely would be an interesting thought to consider bringing someone like that on the podcast someday to maybe help someone if there is any interest for that. You can definitely reach out. Um, I'll see if there's something that I find that could be uniquely helpful. But in this case, this is just me speaking from my own personal experience being in a long term relationship. That being said, there's absolutely nothing wrong with my long term relationship. I don't feel at this point that I have lost any sense of individuality. But I know me as a person, if I wasn't really in tune to not losing that, it would be really easy to do. Because one, I think women are natural. We're just naturally so caring. And so are a lot of men. But women are just so ingrained to be so caring and that isn't necessarily 100% true for many people but I think that's just something in our female genetics and in turn I am also a nurse and the reality is I probably lose my sense of self within that job more than I ever do in my relationship and that is a really hard relationship to deal with As a nurse, and many nurses will agree, we are some of the most caring people. And it's not because you have to be necessarily to do the job. Um, It definitely would make it a lot harder. But I think a lot of us went into this career, although maybe it wasn't always what we expected. But because we really do care and we are really good at taking care of other people. And that's just a reality. So it would be very easy to lose myself in a relationship if I let it happen because of my kind of natural personality and background. So that being said, I have some little tips that are not an end-all be-all if you really are struggling with this, but hopefully just some reminders to try and set you on the right track. I think the first thing to remember is to not stop doing the things you were doing before you met. And this isn't necessarily not just for long-term relationships it could be for newer relationships as well because sometimes when that relationship first starts is when we definitely do lose ourselves the most without realizing and it's because you're in love and it's really wonderful and beautiful as well but it's important to take a step back and be able to have that time for yourself still like balanced but Whatever those things that you were doing before you met, it's important that as long as there were things that made you happy, obviously, and were healthy for you, that you don't stop doing them when you you are now dating and maybe it has been a long time as well. The reality is, is your partner did fall in love with you, right? So when they started being with you and seven years later, if you aren't still doing the things that you loved that made you you and made you the complete wholesome person that you were and they fell in love with you it likely will cause problems with your relationship in the long term or before the long term because if you completely changed who you are as a person because you've lost you know your own sense of self and your own passions and hobbies and the things that kind of keep that fire going it might be really difficult for that person to maintain and continue to be in love with you it doesn't mean that they don't love you but the reality is, is it probably will cause some issues if you don't recognize that now um and it might not but that's just kind of my theory right I mean it's definitely impossible for you to change and to change emotionally and physically and for someone to still decide to be with you but In theory, in my mind, I think that if you change completely who you are, that is somewhat also unfair to that person because that is who they fell in love with, correct? So I definitely... Moving on. (laughs) I definitely think that another important factor is, additionally, to keep your hobbies or interests. That being said it obviously is very wonderful and more than fine to include your partner in some of those hobbies and interests but the reality is is they might not always want to do the things that you have enjoyed doing and that is when the you time comes in okay so there are some things that my partner enjoys that i i don't not enjoy them they're just not really my thing but i've been affiliated here and there with this i'm going to just give one example to make you understand but my partner really enjoys um disc golfing, and it's not something that can always be done throughout the winter, but he'll do it pretty much up until there's maybe it's too cold and there's like a little bit too much snow on the ground and vice versa when the spring comes but I like i when he first started doing it, I didn't mind it; I was trying to play it, and it's not because i mean I was terrible, and that's fine. I have no problem doing something like playing a sport that's just for fun or like doing an activity together that I'm terrible at I just really didn't enjoy it like I was like I'd rather go play like we could play tennis or um I don't even know like I had just merely I just did just did not like it and what I've done though is because obviously he enjoys me being with him to do that and that's totally fair the thing is he will go by himself like or he'll go with some friends but he also will go by himself and quite a lot here and there during the summer But that's his time to go and do his disc golfing, right? Maybe once in the week, I will actually go with him. And I don't always even play. I don't necessarily throw one of the discs. But I'm kind of like his caddy. And it's kind of like our thing. And I think that that's really important that I'm involved in one of his interests from time to time. And he also completely will go on his own. If I had to look from things from my perspective, my... I have obviously a lot of hobbies and, you know, some that I don't even know if, like, I don't think I can even, like, narrow down one that was something that he's involved in sometimes that is really just my thing. However, I would say... I have a really big passion and interest for like my local arts community and trying to be involved in that in many different ways. And that's just not really his scene. I mean, he's really he's really cool. He's really creative in his own way. But it's just not really it's just not really his thing. So sometimes I'll go to like different art shows or like different small events like that, and I'll go by myself. And he actually is gonna come with me to one coming up here just because I had asked him to come with me and he thought it would be nice to support me. And it's not my show or anything, but it's just something that I usually will just have to go do on my own because I like going and I'm not going to stop going if it's just not something he's interested in, in on a regular basis. And that's just kind of like how we work things out like that. So, in conjunction with me going to those things on my own sometimes it is also important to remember to force yourself to spend time with you. So I, I have done episodes like this in the past about dating yourself, and this is kind of the same thing. However, the dating yourself episode is actually, even for people, especially for people who are single as well, Um or are in relationships because it's so important when you are single to continue dating yourself and treating yourself just as the way you would treat another person you were in a relationship with because the more you focus on the fact that you are single and that you know you're not going on dates so you're not with anybody you are losing yourself honestly just as much as you could be in a relationship, so. This being said, if you are in a relationship, since we're talking about, you know, short to long term ones right now, you need to force yourself to spend time with you. And that could look very different for many different people. However, it's important that if you notice that you are spending all your time, you know, with even just friends too, and your partner, and you haven't had a moment to do something by yourself even for an hour I think it's really important to take a step back and try and fit that in and you potentially could be a person who doesn't enjoy being alone or spending time alone and I'm not trying to force you to do anything that you're uncomfortable with but it is really important to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and it could open up a new facet to your relationship or to yourself that you don't realize if you could do something like that. Whether you do want to take yourself out for lunch, or you go try a new hobby on your own, or you go do one of your hobbies on your own that you were already doing prior, or you go for a walk by yourself, there's lots of different options that could fit into who you are and what your life looks like. And, you know, I think for the most part, that's kind of it. It's not... There's no surefire way to make sure that you basically don't lose yourself in a relationship. Everyone's own genetic makeups and personalities are gonna make this harder or easier. But it's just about continuing the conversation and getting real that this is this does happen. I think that there's a lot of things in relationships that are talked about a ton. And this is one of the topics that isn't really touched on enough for people who are in long-term relationships and how important it is to not lose yourself for the best long-term success and your long-term happiness as well in a relationship and the longevity as the relationship as a whole. So I'm really glad that I could kind of touch on that today and I hope it was helpful to anyone listening and that... In turn, you additionally compare, basically try not to lose yourself, whether you are single or you are in a long-term relationship, while also preventing your seasonal depression. So you might not see the overlay of the two topics, but I think that they very much go perfectly well together. Because if you're doing the fun things with the naturopathic things for preventing your seasonal depression... You are in turn also experiencing and diving into maybe your past or new hobbies within not losing yourself in a relationship. So there you go. Wham. (laughs) And that's kind of it for today, guys. And I just want to thank you, as always, in the bottom of my heart for all the follows and support. has always been given since the beginning of this podcast i'm really excited for the months coming up because we got brand new recording equipment like the really fancy stuff for the studio for the first time so i can't wait to begin using that in conjunction with partnering with a videographer for the first time to get our youtube launch because i tried that on my own and yeah that was a mess so I'm gonna leave that to the experts and I've had a lot of people very unique people reach out in terms of actually the uh, male uh, the male background and I just want to clarify to anyone listening that this podcast is not just for women although obviously a lot of these like really special soul episodes are tailored to women. Uh, based on the statistics, there are men who listen to this podcast. About 25% out of the hundred, the rest would be female that identified as such. And the point being is that real girl is me. Okay. So everyone who follows doesn't have to be a woman or a girl, but As the host, I am that real girl, and the platform of that real girl is me. It doesn't mean that everyone who listens has to be a girl because of the name. That's just who I am as a platform, as authentic as possible. So, that being said, I have about three uh, local... Um, creators and entrepreneurs who are men who will be featured on the podcast kind of before December hits in the late fall here and I'm really looking forward to those interviews. I think they're going to be very wholesome and interesting and kind of give a super unique perspective and it will be very interesting to interview some different kinds of people from my perspective. So I hope everyone is looking forward to that as well as some potential YouTube videography in the near future. But please follow us on TikTok or IG at That Real Girl Podcast and keep in touch about what's happening. You'll notice always some light comedy and of course the scoop into my real life on social media. If you're feeling extra generous today, please take two seconds to do a quick review on any of the platforms that you do listen to on Spotify. There's always like a QA and a about the episode, if anything you'd like to answer. We generally look forward to reading and looking into those. Make sure to check out the bottom of our episode description for discount codes for our two favorite local stores that we do have online shops for. Um, so anyone international listening is... Feel free to check out those. And that's about it. So cheers and have the best rest of your day that you can have, real peeps. And we'll check in with you next Wednesday. Bye.